0: Hey, I'm not surprised, motherfuckers. <laughs> what is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to the Sign-Up Podcast. Once again, I'm Josh Shimonov. As always, welcome by the one and only Angel Ortega. Lots of us to talk about this week. Obviously, UFC, London, UFC, Columbus, some quick news pieces. Obviously, Jorge with Colby Cummings can have their rematch down at the Poppy Steak Bar in Miami. We'll get to that in a bit. Uh However, as always, we are brought to you by Rogue Energy. If you want 10% off your order at RogueEnergy.com, it's code Off at checkout. It's code Off at checkout for 10% off of all energy needs. You guys are very well aware. They have been a sponsor of the show for a long time, and, uh yeah, so just feel free to go ahead and go to RogueEnergy.com. It's code Off and uh, get yourself something nice. Uh, last Saturday night, from the I believe the O2, yeah, the O2 Arena in London, England, UFC London headlined Alexander Volkov, Tom Aspinall, by far one of the best fight nights in a long, long time. Um, Tom Aspinall will start off with the main event, Tom Aspinall defeating Alexander Volkov via straight arm bar, round one, three forty-five. I mean, look, this is if there's if you're gonna beat Alexander Volkov, you need to go make a statement. After Tom Aspinall, this fight was essentially even going in, betting-wise, and, uh, dude, giving Volkov only the fifth loss via stoppage in his entire career out of 45 fights. Angel, quick impression on Tom Aspinall defeating Volkov in the first. I mean, that
1: was a uh, that was insane to me, man. I mean, it hadn't happened. I mean, you have to go back and look at 2018 with the Derek one, and, and that was late. But before that, Josh, it hadn't been since 2013 by Minnikov. And we had talked about that. On a podcast, and that was back in the Bellator days. So it had been a while, right, before that, or after that, it had all been mostly decisions, split decisions. Uh, some, some of them very obvious, some of them not. But uh, I did not expect that at all. And let alone a submission, man. I mean, I could have seen a, a finish on the feet, but it would have been very late, I think. But a submission, I I didn't even have that as a, a realm of possibility. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and I think part of it is just how effortless it was. I mean, he got him down. He took him down twice, I believe. But once he got him down that second time, it was just super easy, dude. Got beside side control and just immediately got the armbar. I mean, for a guy that – I mean, we've seen Volkov been wrestled a lot. I feel like his biggest issue is his takedown defense. But even then, once you get him down, you can't really do a whole lot. That's always been one of the – you know, one of, the, one of his pros. Obviously, he's not – Great stuffing to take down. Once he gets down there, he can get in, get up pretty easily. Um, and he's great defensively on the ground. But, dude, just amazing, effortless. He gets on the mic afterwards, and he calls out Ty Tuivasa. He's not normally a big call-out guy, but he decided to get on, call him out. Had a few about that one being next. I mean, that's.
1: I think it's a really good match for him. It's a guy who has hype. You um, know, he has hype now a bit on, on him, uh, around him. So it makes sense right? Why you would call him out. Uh, Hard one for Ty, let me tell you, especially the way uh, Tom Aspinall is looking at the the, the kind of competition he's taken out recently. But uh, in all finishes too, man, I think. Has he even gone to a decision since being in the UFC? Um,
0: Tom Aspinall? Yeah. I'm 99% sure, but let me just double check real quickly, pull up the record. Oh, actually, never mind. He's had all finishes, either via submission or via knockout.
1: Yep, all in, mostly all in the first round, exception with the exception of the Andre one in the second. Yep. And that was also a submission.
0: Yep, and I believe that's the only time Marlowski's been finishing in the last couple of years as well. Let alone by submission as well. Yeah, so it's been a long time. Yeah, dude, he's, uh, you know, I'll be honest, I th- we both picked Volkov, part, partly just because we're so high on Volkov. Um, but, man, I mean, I'll be honest, I did not expect him I thought Tom Aspinall looked good in his previous fights, but I always thought, you know, he's he's gonna be a work in progress guy. He's still in his twenties. No, man. Not a chance. Not a chance. Um effortless win. I mean, there's not a whole lot to say about it, honestly. It was just insane. It was about it's easy a win you're going to see. Um, but regardless, I mean what do you I mean, what do you have to say about it at this point? He's ranked number six, I believe. Tied to boss, I think, makes sense for the next fight. I think at this point the heavyweight division has got to get moving. Um, John Jones, hopefully, will fight at some point. Stipe Miocic, I know Steve just became a full-time firefighter. So, you know, we're talking about him coming back. I don't know if he's really going to. Um, but, you know, we'll see what happens. Heavyweight division has got to get moving, man. It really does. Uh, but moving on down to the co-main event, we said that uh, Arnold Allen doesn't really have a whole lot to benefit with a win over Dan Hooker. Rankings-wise, he, I believe, stayed at number six. However... Damn, did he look good, dude. I mean, knocking out Dan Hooker in the first round, not really knockout, TKO, standing TKO, but he bludgeoned him on the feet. Uh, he looked like a mess afterwards. Uh, a little bit depressing if you're a fan of the hangman, but regardless, uh, the Almighty getting another huge win, continues the winning streak, gets a performance of the night bonus at the end. Angel Arnold Allen, we've been talking about he needs a signature win. He goes out, he gets it in style. What do you think about him and his performance at UC London?
1: It's, good. it's a good win. I mean... It was expected, obviously shocking for Dan Hooker, but I, I did say, Josh, I, I, for some reason I had a bad feeling. I thought it was an end and a finish. And, I mean, he was hurt in that fight, too. I mean, don't get me wrong, but, uh, we, I, I think we knew where it was going to go.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think, um, look, man, I, I love Dan Hooker. I, I love that dude a lot. Just a person, also as a fighter. I mean, you've never seen him not be game as fuck, dude. Um, he obviously took the fight with, like, is Isla Makachev, whenever nobody wanted to, and he just fought a couple of weeks prior. Super game guy. I did not like the move down to 1-45, and I really think this kind of shows, man. I, I really think this kind of puts a stamp on it. It's just not a good move for him. He did not look good when he was down the first time. Um, and this time, I mean, Arnold Allen is very, very good. However, this is the first time he's ever gotten a stoppage win, like, in the UFC. That's, that's a bad look, dude. That's a bad look. Um, especially whenever Dan Hooker's always been a guy known for actually having an amazing chin. Um, as far as the stoppage goes, I actually saw Izzy Oddsandy complained about it. Um, saying that, you know, well, you know, it's bullshit. Some people have, you know, referee could have got, loved it gone longer. You've seen more stoppages. You didn't have a problem with the stoppage,
1: right? I just wanted to get your quick. No, 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 no. It's not, it's not anything bad in, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. That's kind of where I am. because I saw, you know, uh, Arnold Al talk about it. He was like, dude. Dan didn't even complain. Like, that tells you all you need to know. Uh, Yeah, man, I don't really know what to say about this one. As far as, you know, we talked about it going in, that kind of the fight really doesn't do a whole lot for him benefit uh, rankings-wise. But in terms of making a statement, dude, he really did. I mean, he goes out there, bludgeons Dan Hooker. Dan is known for having a tremendous chin, and Arnold has never gotten to TKO win until that night. Absolutely huge, absolutely huge win for him in terms of raising his stock. Once again, did not move up in the rankings at all. But uh, you know, I think we'll see Arnold all Allen in a title in a title eliminator sooner rather than later. Um, moving on down the card. Normally, I'd ask you what fight we need to talk about next. We'll just move one down, man. Um, Paddy the Batty Pimblin defeating Kazula Vargas, first round submission. Once again, he gets rocked. He gets he took some huge shots early in the round. He goes down, but he recovers. He reverses, hits a beautiful judo toss, gets a submission. Dude, Patty the Batty, are you sold yet? Are you are you getting sold? Not only on the star power, because we know that he's a huge star, we know he Bing's numbers, but in terms of him potentially being still only twenty six years old, I believe. Do you think he could potentially work his way to being a title contender, or do you think he's still a little bit overhyped?
1: I mean, I mean, let's be honest. If you're a prospect, you're probably overhyped to begin with, right? Because you're a complete unknown. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think you 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 you're, you you say you're overhyped, or we say someone's overhyped. Once we come to the official conclusion that you weren't hyped at all, you shouldn't have had any hyped, right?
0: I suppose, yeah. Yeah,
1: hey, I mean, I don't know. I just want to put my perspective on it, but uh, I mean, yeah, man. I mean, it's evident, right, that he is this guy who who has a lot of attention around him and, and will continue to grow. And a lot of a lot of people are still finding out about him and getting to know him. Uh, who maybe are newer to the sport or been following the sport but don't follow it as deep, and they're kind of finding this new interest in personality. As far as him though, I mean, there, there there's some growth to be had, right? Like with any young fighter, right? And, then, and it could just be the matchups, right? It could just be how, how these guys are just wanting to be tough and and wanted to go at him because they know he he carries his hype and they need to get him out of there. And it could be, you know, it could be their own downfall that he's you know finding success in some ways, but also having these scary moments. It could be a combination of a number of things. But uh I think there's there's potential though, like any young fighter, there's potential there. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and he did show the visual. Obviously, this is his second straight finish win. Second straight, um in the first round as well. Obviously, the first one was a first round knockout of little Luigi Venture. Maybe this one, first round submission Kozul Vargas. Man, you know, uh, I'm trying to be, this is actually just maybe sound like a dick. And I said it to you because we actually watched the Vikes. Because yeah, you are a chilling. dick, Josh. No, I'm just kidding. I, I am a, I am a bit of a dick, but um it's not meant to be. It's actually kind of meant to be like a bit of a compliment. But as far as Patty's like level of, um how can I say it? Um, uh, popularity compared to his level of current talent. I'm saying current talent because he's a young kid. And even himself has said, I'm not looking to fight for the title for another two or three years. You know? Um, I'd say like, it's the biggest disparity in terms of popularity and talent level I've ever seen for an MMA fighter. And that's not, again, that's, it sounds bad because a dude's super popular, but he has a ways to go. He knows that. Um but man, he's, he's super popular, but I think he loses to every single person on the top of the team. I think he loses to some unranked killers too. Um, they're going to take it slow with him. They're going to have to take it slow with him. And I think they know what they have to, you know, I, I saw Dana talking about, like, i heard all week about how, you know, this kid's going to have his insane walkout and he's like, all right, fine, let's go see you perform then. And then he had an insane walkout, had the O2 jump in, and he goes out and get the first round sub. You know, he knows that he's a huge star. I think the UC, you know, I actually thought about this, I think about this earlier this week. Angel, they've got to be angling. They got to be thinking somewhere down the line, Pimblet versus Connor in the O two. They got to be. thinking. <laughs> I'm, no, I'm dead serious. I'm dead serious. Like I'm not saying anytime soon, but with the way Connor's career is going, he's going to be going down. And the way Patty's How old is
1: Connor right now? Uh, thirty three. Connor's thirty three. So two, three more years when Patty kind of gets near the rankings. Tomorrow will be, what, 30, 30, almost 36, 35, you know, just depending. I don't know yeah.
0: what the first is. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just saying, I, I could see it happening, dude, because the way Patty's going up, man, I think that would make a lot of sense somewhere down the line. Obviously, I'm not saying soon, but now look, on, man. You can sell we, that fight.
1: That wasn't the only news that came out of that. We saw, we saw the payouts, Josh.
0: Well, uh, I mean, dude, for, I mean, we saw the payouts, dude. He made 112 grand or whatever the fuck. My own personal pet peeve is I see like those those Twitter pages, Instagram pages will be like reported payout for blank, like the UC's not done reported payouts for years, especially not overseas. But you know, and Patty saw that and he said, "I'm not. I wish I was getting paid that much." You know, because somebody reported that he got paid 112 thousand. I think that's not the yeah. one I saw. What did you see? I saw the one where he made 12 or 12. No, no, no. But there, he he before he talked about his payout, he on Twitter he responded. Because uh, there was a report that said he got paid 112 from some fucking random Twitter account, and then he replied back, "I wish I got paid that much." And the next day he talked about his pay, and he said he got paid twelve and twelve. Um, but regardless, yeah, well, you know. uh, look, uh, yeah, the right. reason I bring it up, and I'm sorry to cut you off. There, is no, no go ahead. Go ahead. It, it makes sense why
1: he's fighting the guys he's fighting now. Yeah, you know, I don't think he's necessarily playing the the Sean O'Malley role where you know Sean O'Malley's like, I don't, I, you know, where he's out talking, so he's like, I am fighting these guys who are rank, I'm getting paid enough, you know. But I did, for your for you know, I mean to an extent, I imagine this you know, certain, kind of the same thing, but not obviously because Patty has this hype with him and all that. But you know, doesn't that add a little bit to it now that we know that you know?
0: A little bit. Um, and like someone I also said, think partially that. Uh, no, no, go ahead. Sorry, and I, I was gonna that.
1: say, and, and you know, and I heard some complaints and I, and I listened to a podcast and they were like, shit, he's fought better. He's fought better guys in cage for years than he has in the UFC. Mm. I mean, it's not necessarily incorrect, but. No, it's not incorrect. Cause,
0: I mean, is Luigi Venture being still in the UFC? Like, probably not anymore, know? Is, cause, I mean, is Kazula, Kazula Vargas is gonna be gone? I mean, this is, makes him one and four, I believe. I mean, he's fighting guys that are at the bottom tier of the promotion. So, yeah, I'd actually say he's probably fought better guys than Cage Wars. I mean, he fought Soren Bach, I believe. A couple other good guys there. Um. Yeah, man, I, as far as. Even though, here's why I push back against that idea. Because even though he's fighting these bad guys, and he's making twelve and twelve. That doesn't make it okay. Like there's, like he should absolutely getting paid. Every single fighter in the UFC roster, twelve and twelve, is fucking embarrassing. It's fucking embarrassing for a billion dollar promotion to pay anybody that level. It, like it's, it's pathetic. That's what it is. Like, the, like I've, I've made this point before. The, the question's not like the UFC fighter pay argument's over. You know, it's not, like, argument of how much – the argument should be how much are they getting underpaid. Because every – but then you see some shit like this, dude. And you're talking about a guy like, they talk about it all week. They talk about, like, oh, yeah, his numbers are doing crazy and blah, blah, blah. And you give him 12 and 12? Like, if it were, like, some bottom-tier guy that nobody's ever heard of coming off the contender series. Like, there's some guys I have in mind right now. But I'm not gonna say them because I don't want to be disrespectful. But like, if you were there for some like lower tier dudes getting I paid, I gonna say a that, name. as I say, <laughs> I'm pretty sure we both type in the chat who you're thinking I'm talking about. Because uh... actually, I'll just type it for you. This is there's some guys where you're like, oh yeah, they're getting paid twelve and twelve. That kind of makes a little bit of sense. Yeah. Even then, they should be getting paid, I think twenty thousand should be the bare minimum. Twenty k uh-huh. should be bare minimum. Is that what you yeah. make forty k if you win? Exactly. Um, I think that should be bare minimum. But even though twelve and twelve just Specifically for a guy like Patty, who they talked about all week. I wonder why they chose 12. And I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but, like, not even 10 or 15, you know? <laughs> like, well, So here's the way that you see contracts work. Um He started off 10 and 10. You talk about this. And he's on the, the winner. For some new guys, they give him the contract where it's like if you, you know, you win your first fight, you go from 10 to 12. You win your next fight, you go from 12 to 14. The next fight, you know, 14 to 6. Like, it goes up 2,000 each time. Until their contract expires. Typically, it's a four-fight deal. I believe it's a four-fight deal Patty probably has or something like that. But I hope, right? You don't want it to be yeah, that long. He's already said that, like, yeah, I'm going to try and renegotiate now. Because, obviously, Patty's doing fine financially. Because he has a seven-figure bar stool deal. And, you know, he has the, um, what is it? He made the performance bonus for both of his fights. So, I'm sure Patty's fine financially. That's not even the issue. It's just, like, let's say, hypothetically, Patty came in with all this hype this week helped sell out the O2, and he made $12,000, like, that's pathetic. Like, that's just, that's, honestly, it's fucking embarrassing. So, yeah, I mean, like I said, this is just, I understand your point for why they're giving him these bad guys, that shouldn't even matter. Because he's such a huge draw, and he helped bring so many people to that fucking venue. Like, it's just raw. Most of the people there probably would watch him, too. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. I mean, they—you saw all the all the people with like um, the way, like the fucking patty hats on, like his hair, you know? Yeah. Like, and they were all seeing patty the batty and shit. Like, he's a huge draw. I mean, as far as like I, in the UK, I'd say he's number one, right? Like, he could sell out that arena buying stuff at this point. Like, the thing about patty is, is like, there's some guys come in on like the like they like I said earlier, they're unknown. Nobody knows about them. So when they come in and they make twelve and 12, or 14 to fourteen, I'm like, oh, that makes sense. Paddy was a star before the UFC. Like, it makes no sense. And I I honestly, I don't want to, like, I saw that his current manager is actually the owner of Cage Warriors. uh, Oh, wow. Graham Boylan. Okay. Part of me wonders if that's why he's getting a raw into the deal. Because, and obviously I don't want to speak out of line, but, like, you don't want, if you have your promotion on UFC Fight Pass, you probably don't want to argue too much with them. But at the same time, he probably should have a different manager then. He doesn't
1: make you, Josh.
0: I mean, it's just just true. I mean, he probably should have a different manager. 12-12 is insane. Um, I mean, obviously, he got the win, though. Good for him. I am excited to see what happens next time with him because he keeps on winning, dude. You have to get him a top-of-team guy, but at some point, you know, he's got to face somebody good, but... You know, he's still only, he's in his 20s, man. I mean, we have so many, so many other guys come through and, you know, at an older age to do things. Like, five peak at different times. Like, some people talk about, like, oh, Patty looks bad. I'm like, dude, for all we know, Patty's gonna be the next fucking Glover Teixeira and just come, he's gonna be middling for the next 10 years and then win a title. I mean, who knows? Um, I doubt that, but, you know, this is an MMA, it's an unpredictable game, so on and so forth. Um, I mean, moving on down the card, I, mean, I think we spent enough time on that. Moving on down the card, you just want to go one down? Go to Gunnar Nelson? I mean, we got to keep going one down, right? That's what I thought. Yeah, Gunnar Nelson, Gunny making his return. He's been out of the games for three years. And look, dude, is Takashi Soto a top-15 guy? Is he fighting for the title anytime soon? No. He's still pretty good, and Gunnar Nelson 30 to him? Yeah. I mean, what do you, what do you think about Gunnar making the return?
1: I mean, good for him, man. I mean, you want to come back? Not the craziest performance, but, you know, he ended up coming out and doing his thing, you know? Like, was it anything wild or, you know, super out there? No, but, uh, I mean, he won, and that's what you want to see of a guy returning after a long layoff.
0: Yeah, and he's extremely dominant. Um, I mean, the judges scored a 30-26. I think you could have, I mean, I'm not sure where they honestly got that from, because every single round he had his back. I mean, he can legitimately score 30-24 if you're going to be, like, the same scoring criteria. Like, every single round was a 10-8. For me, I scored a 30-24 just as the kid, simply because, did he do that much damage? No, but, like, angel do you remember a single moment? Like, did Takashi Soto even land a punch? Uh,
1: probably, but nothing, nothing significant in that. Nothing
0: that I can remember. Like, it's just... just
1: I didn't like, get any,
0: you know, moments out of that. Yeah, I mean, not even, like, he just... Dude, he got mollywhopped, dude. Like, I'm curious what the numbers are. Uh, not, like, just ground control, but, like, back control. Because... Dude, I felt like that entire fight, I mean, obviously, we were, we were you know, shooting the shit, talking, so maybe we, our potential wasn't, like, completely on it, but, like, so I feel like he had his had his back the entire fight. Yeah, I mean, I just yeah, looked we, it up right now. He had ground drill for only eight minutes, which feels a bit off, but anyway, man, uh, still a great performance. We'd love to see it. I'd love to see Gunnar back. He said it was to fight uh, Santiago next. I would love to see that. Love to see well, that. Well, too bad that's already booked. Oh, isn't he fighting uh, Michelle Paheya? Yeah, he's fighting Michelle Paheya. Oh, that's a
1: banger, dude. That's a banger right there. And a good fight for Michelle, I think.
0: I think so, too. I think, I, I can see either guy winning that, actually.
1: Yes, I can see that, too.
0: For sure, for sure. Um, moving on down the card, just one more down again. Molly McCann. Meatball getting the knockout win, my man. This is, I mean, you can make an argument. That's probably the greatest knockout in women's MMA history. I think you can make the argument. I mean, it's a beautiful elbow, man. Beautiful spinning back elbow. I missed it, ladies and gentlemen. I was in the bathroom. I didn't think anything was going to happen. And I just hear shouting. And uh she knocked out Leo, Luana Carolina cold with spinning back elbow. Insane, dude. Uh, insane. Um I did see she got some shit afterwards because she carried around the title. What are your thoughts on that, Angel? It's not a real title. <laughs> that, shit, <it's> from a,
1: <laughs> yeah, that shit's from the UFC story, you know
0: what I mean? Yeah. Right. I didn't forget about it. So I thought some people were, like, shitting on her, about it. People were pissed.
1: Especially since it was a sick finish, man. I mean, that might have been the coolest finish of the night.
0: I think so. For me, it was. I mean, that was insane, dude. Especially, like, a weight class where it does not really happen. Good for her, dude. Shit, it but, I mean, if, you, if
1: there were a way to do it, it would be, like, an elbow like that, you know?
0: Yeah. Overall, though, solid win for her. Um, You know, one, two in a row. We'll see what happens.
1: She's stringing them back together, Josh. Title incoming. (laughs) Never know.
0: We'll see, dude. Well, I mean, you never know. She has some solid wins, and 125 is a weak division. I'd like to see her get somebody ranked next, personal. But, um... Possible. I mean, she fought Talia Santos not too long ago. Talia Santos is fighting for the title, so... There you go. We'll see what happens. Um, Moving on, again, one down. Ilya Taporia knocking out Jai Herbert. This is an insane fight. Insane performance, he had to survive, he got knocked down in the first round. After a head kick, he comes back, knocks him out in round two, with one of those beautiful combinations we'll ever see. A right, a left hook to the body, right hook upstairs, put him out cold. Afterwards, he called out Patty the Batty Pimblet. Uh, he said he wants to face that blonde fuck. What do you think about that fight next to the both of them? <laughs> I
1: mean, it'd be fun. I, are they going to make it happen? I mean, probably not. And Neely is in a pretty good position at 145. Like, he doesn't have to fight Patty at 155. You know, it doesn't. I don't think it would decrease his stock, but I think if he were to win, if he were to take that fight and he were to lose, I think it would reduce his stock a bit, but not as much as we would imagine, or what some people would imagine.
0: You know, he said that he would, um, he said the only way that Patty would fight him would be if Dana White held him at gunpoint. Which I thought was really, really funny. Probably accurate, too. Um I would not want to fight Elliot support.
1: Especially for 12k, 12k? Nah. No.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't. Um Yeah, man, I don't think that's next. I think i got to fight somewhere down the line, right? I mean, there's been too much shit talk. You know, they nearly I, fought right each
1: sure. other. I'd rather fight Patty than Ilya at this point, dude. At least I know Patty's going to submit me before he knocks me out. <laughs> Who knows, man? Who knows? I'm sure. um, <laughs>
0: he might knock me out. <laughs> maybe. He's got hands. Um, he does leave his chin up in the air, though, so maybe you got a shot. I do have uh, a shot. <laughs> as far as the rest of the card, moving on down to the undercard, we're just going to fight you looking to highlight.
1: Uh, Sergei Pavlovich coming back a bit thick man against Shamil. I mean, he wasn't as cut as he usually comes in, but it's been a long layoff. Maybe he's like, there's something, maybe I, maybe I can keep a few extra little pounds on. And, uh, but yeah, that's the kind of win you expect out of that. And Shamil's a lot older. He got finished not too long ago. Actually, he was supposed to fight Tom Asma on this and he got downgraded all the way down to the prelims to fight Sergei, which I mean, they were kind of trying to set up Sergei for success here. I think to an extent, well, he's going to come comeback fight and they did. Uh, and uh, it, it, it was nothing surprising to me. But Sergei is back. And I wonder how fight, how soon he'll fight again.
0: Say that again? I wonder how soon he'll fight again. Oh, i mean, I like to see him get in there and be active, personally, just for me. Because I'm still, dude, Sergey's only 29. Think about how insane that is. He, he got was, pushed all the way to 11. Yeah, think about how insane this He was like 25 when he fought over him. That is insane. Because you'd never see a heavyweight below fucking... 30, and now we have Sergei, number 11, he's only 29, uh, you got, obviously, uh, Tom Aspinall, who I believe is 28, and he's ranked number six, dude, heavyweight's got two young monsters coming up, dude, and Shamil Drahimov, obviously, you know, he's, he's struggling a bit lately, but still a bad man, still a good guy, still got some good wins under his belt, still ranked number 12, um, um, yeah, man, I'm high. I am I did notice it. Yeah, he wasn't as, like, cut as he normally is, but, dude, he's still good. I hadn't finished him with a great, great, I believe it was, like, a, a right uppercut, I believe, that he put him out with. So that was a great performance by him. But, yeah, I man, overall, fun card. I mean, you know, the Makwan Amirakani finish is the only time I've ever hated a finish in USC history. Is Is it, though?
1: There might be another one in
0: there. there I'm sure. sure. I mean, I mean, anytime somebody get injured via finish, like get uh, loses, like finish wise due to injury, that kind of yeah, sucks. But that like, is a that is that is very yeah. That's fucking
1: aggravating. Yes.
0: Yeah, but like poor Mike Grundy, man. I felt I, so. If you guys don't know the story, Mike Grundy, you know, his dad was in attendance, and his dad's like like a terminal illness. And it was like so emotional, and he saw his dad crying in the crowd. And they showed him he's, he's singing always his son's you know song. He goes in, shoots for a takedown, and gets submitted uh, in fifty-seven seconds. So uh, that sucked.
1: Um, Maybe sat listening to it again. <laughs> yeah,
0: right. Very devastating. Fuck, man. Um, probably gonna lose a job now too because he's lost three in a row, and he's uh I believe he probably signed a four or five deal, so it's probably ended him sadly. Um. But, so, so some lighter news. Paul Craig, dude. Uh, That's a, a good story Deberge right there. Deberju fights on. Deberju fights on. 34, says he's going to retire when he turns 35. He officially changed his mind, Angel. He, oh, he did with, it officially? He came out? Yeah, he talked about it in the post-op presser. So he said he talked with his wife, and she was like, how are you going to walk away from this thing where you're finally doing this at the top level? Damn. And me. you're doing as good as you've ever done. Because you guys don't know. I mean, she had Paul Craig that. <laughs> under the radar six fight unbeaten streak under the radar bro he's finished Shogun, Huba, Jamal Hill and Nikita Krylov all in a row um and you know that Krylov win he said you know I'm gonna keep around man I'm gonna stay around uh so but i love man. to see that dude Paul Craig he called right it Anthony Smith huh he called that Anthony Smith I don't know if you know that I did he, not know that he
1: very he, respectfully called that Anthony Smith I love that fight dude I don't know if they'll do that. I don't. I, mean, I don't think Anthony needs that fight. You know what I mean? I feel like he could be fighting someone. No, but he'll do it. Well, knowing the kind of guy he is, yes, he'll do it. And he, I listened to the Bisping and uh, Smith podcast, and I, I don't. I don't remember exactly to said, but he wasn't against it.
0: That's what I love about Anthony Smith, dude. In a, in a in a in a UFC full of like, we'll talk about two guys later that love the limelight but won't fight anybody below them. Like there are some divisions. Both the it's like a demon division. They, and there are a lot of those, you know, a lot of you that refuse. Well, you know what's funny? I, funny enough, what you're yeah. saying right now is essentially what you said. He said I wouldn't fight
1: a lot of guys under me or or I wouldn't fight, you know, a lot of people under me if I was ranked above them. But if there were to be one guy, you know, Paul Craig would be one of those guys that I would fight who's ranked below me. I think is how he works. Something along the lines of that. Mm-hmm. And he obviously averted it very
0: well and respectfully because, you know, that's just the kind of guy he is. mm mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, but regardless, he he's fought his last couple of fights. All he's done is fight guys ranked below him. I mean, obviously, I don't have the list in front of me right now, but I believe he's fought. He's on a three fight winning streak, I, I believe, and he's all fought guys below him. Yep, he's if put together. Been, yeah, I mean, I believe if we're just gonna go real quick, he fought Devin Clark in the main event, in November 2020. Devin Clark wasn't even ranked. Jimmy Crute was ranked below him. And so is Ryan Span. So yeah, Anthony Smith's just that dude. He'll fight anybody. So I'm not surprised he'll take that one. I would see that fight, but who knows what happens just because Light Heavyweight's in a weird, weird position right now with a super long, long jam. So maybe we'll see what happens. Um, as far as the rest of the card goes, I mean Jim Shore, uh, Jim Shore, excuse me, Jack Shore picked up a nice win defeating Timur Valiev. At least Reed got a win over Corey McKenna. I wasn't really sure about the decision, but regardless, it was a close fight. Uh, dude, last fight I really going to talk about Moh- Mohammed Makhayev defeating Cody Durden the best prospect in MMA ever josh i think like ever
1: with, and it, with attention?
0: all right i can see it well you know? granted,
1: though and he's and he's coming up in a way different era of mma too josh you know what i mean yeah i mean, I mean dude he, he's 21 man he's only 21 and he's 30 and 0 in combat officially i don't know if you knew that but officially 30 holy and 0 holy shit
0: yeah i didn't see his amateur record
1: yeah he's officially 30 and 0 with his amateur record josh my god you didn't know this, Josh. I I, 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 I I'm pretty I sure I talked about him before him.
0: No, you talked about him, but I didn't know. I knew that like he was undefeated as an amateur, but I didn't know like he had 22 amateur fights.
1: Yeah, so he's officially 30 and 0 with his pro fights and his amateur fights and his one exhibition bout, which I think he includes, which was also an MMA rules bout, but he did it at the. It was under his pro tag or whatever. I don't know. Regardless, though, officially 30 and 0, Josh. I mean, he hadn't even finished like guys like that at his start of his career. And he, you know he that was one of his better performances against a guy with who had some of the most experience he's ever fought, mm-hmm. and uh, you know that was that was solid. And I mean that like I told you, I heard about him like a year and a half ago, like back during COVID, and he was I think he was going into his fourth professional fight, something like that in, in 2021. I got announced in 2020, I think, but it got delayed. I don't know. I heard of him a while ago, and mm-hmm. he had just turned pro, and now he's in the UFC and he's doing his thing. And uh, you remember how we talked about a. Uh, What's our, our boy, Stefan Shrove right? Now he, yeah. How he's doing a kind of a journalism stuff, you know, reporter work. Yeah. Uh, he posted a video or he didn't post a video. He posted a picture of, uh, of, uh Mukayev on his uh, Twitter. He was like, uh, I forgot how long ago, but it was when he was like 16 or something. He's like, uh, I don't know, but like uh, so many years ago, I met this kid at this event and he told me that one day he would be in the UFC and he was going to do all these things yada, yada, and look where he is now. And he posted a picture of him after he's winning all that. So that was a really feel good moment there.
0: Hmm. Yeah, man, that is a uh, that's honestly awesome, dude. That's an awesome. By the way, shout out Stephen Stroot. Let's just go and give that man his shot right now. This man, pound for he's now officially pound for pound baddest baddest journalist in the game. I think I held that title long enough.
1: I know, Josh. I do not
0: I do not think I can take on Stephen <laughs> Uh
1: You don't think you can make that that weight, Josh? You don't think? Uh,
0: well, he comes in at two sixty five. I'm walking around at one eighty five right now. I will do my best to uh, put on almost 100 pounds of muscle <laughs> so I can fight Stefan Struve. You'll, you'll be really stiff, but you'll be <laughs> hopefully very agile. Yo, hey, dude, Mark Hunt uh, is not that much taller than me, and he knocked out Struve. He's only an inch taller, so, you know, maybe, maybe I can, 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 uh, pull up maybe can pull up the upset. Maybe he can pull up the upset. The betting odds on that are minus 10,000 for Stephen Struve. You mean for Josh Ebenhoff? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to hope that he like Chirps and breaks his ankle Like on the way to the cage like In the canvas Yeah, I think I held that title down a pound for pound Baddest uh, man of the game On the riding side for a long time But I will give it up to Stephen Struve I think I think he can fuck me up But, um you know I'm coming for you, Stephen Struve I'm your nightmare, you know <laughs> You're taking everything I worked for <laughs> You're taking everything I worked for, Stephen Struve uh no, just aside. Shout out that man. Shout him, shout him out. I mean, that's awesome to see. It really is. You know,
1: that's cool. And he, he had his, he had the whole reporter get up, You know, his uh, his brown jacket, glasses. I mean, he was a completely different look than what we usually see with the just a short He wasn't
0: seven feet tall. You wouldn't even know if it was Stefan Shrew. I know he was in disguise It's like Superman, dude. He just throws on those glasses. You don't know who the
1: fuck he is anymore.
0: <laughs> he's on some Clark Kent shit, dude. Like he's just, you know, if he wasn't. The name, is, the name is I mean, Steve,
1: not Stefan.
0: <laughs> or <laughs> Stefan, whatever you want to change it to. Hey, yeah, he had the whole reporter get up, dude. He he,
1: he looked good, you know? And I'm happy God, for him. So Who's he working hot. with? I didn't even ask that. Do you even know um, is, is it an outlet from his country?
0: Let me see. He's working for
1: Eurosport. By the way, does this mean he officially retired from MMA? Or did he officially retire again? And he uh,
0: he officially retired after his loss to... Um, Ty. Was it Tubasa? Yep. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, it was that, it was that fight, so... I
1: was going to say, because it wasn't that long ago. He fought, like, not even a year ago.
0: Yeah, I mean, he talked about retirement before that, but he didn't make it official, and then he went out fought Ty, and then he lost and made it official. He, he, had, a like, yeah, <laughs> he had a good run, too. Yeah, he had a good run, you know? Um, not a guy that I think will get any, like, respect down the line, but... Always he came Stipe, to, I'll always bring that up. That's true. He did beat stupid. Knocked him out. He had some knock... He, he just not. Not only Stipe did, he he knocked up Bigfoot. He beat Big Nog in Big Nog's final fight. Um, Sag. Yeah, Saj. Yeah, he, he submitted Pat Barry. Shut up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he had some nice wins under his belt, you know? So, uh... Shout-out Struve, dude. Nice career. Now he's got another career going. So love to see it. Love to see it. Not too many guys are fortunate enough to have a career after they exit the cage. But um shout-out Struve. Dude, UC Columbus this weekend. Which is crazy. I know. We're back to having crowds. I mean, at least for a little bit because they're back in the apex for their next fight night. Um, and for the foreseeable future. So I don't know why they decided to just say fuck it and do two of them outside, but regardless... Maybe the see, opportunity was just there, you know <clears throat> what I mean? Yeah, I guess so. Uh, originally it was supposed to be Jan Bohovich, uh, but regardless he had to pull out. So instead we're getting two heavyweights, two big boys, back-to-back weeks with the big boys. Curtis Blade taking on Chris Dawkins, two dudes who, you know, I don't want to say need a win, but to stay in title contention... They need a win. Um, Curtis Blades, obviously, he's coming off a win. He beat Yarzinho. Um, ranked number four in the division. Part of that, he got knocked out by Derek Lewis, though. Chris Stock is coming off a loss also to Derek Lewis. Making a fast turnaround, too. He just got knocked out in December. Now he's fighting in March. Um, what do you think about this one in the, the main event spot? I mean, it, it doesn't really excite me.
1: I mean, I think. I think it's probably one of the worst matchups for pretty much anybody in this division. Uh, especially a guy like Chris Dawkins, too. I mean, Chris Dawkins has hands, man. Anything's possible on the, on the feet. But I think once it hits the ground, and even then, Curtis, uh, Curtis is a uh, stand-up design is significantly better. I think, man, it, it's, he's gonna give Chris Dawkins a, a rough time, but, hey, man, I wouldn't be surprised if I saw maybe the Chris Dawkins upset here.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would not be surprised either. I think he's got the ability. Um, <clears throat> yeah, man, but as far as it goes, Curtis Blade's an interesting guy. Um I don't think he's ever gonna truly get the respect he deserves just because he's lost at to the top of the top of the division. And the way when he's lost has been traumatic. I mean he got knocked out twice by Ngannou, get knocked out by Derek Lewis, stiffened him up. Um I'm higher on him than most, so I'm gonna take him here. I am mm-hmm. I'm, I'm gonna take him to beat Chris Dawkins. Uh, just because, uh, I mean, has Gris, has Crystal, his grappling ability, is it that proven? I feel like it's not. I mean,
1: you probably, he's probably one of those guys who has like a Jiu-Jitsu and black belt, you know, we just haven't seen it, uh, had to be used.
0: Yeah.
1: And he's only ever lost via, well, I mean, he does have an Americana loss, but that's very, really on in his career. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think he's, I mean, he fought followed Linux, but that fight never hit the ground, so we didn't even get to see that. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, fair enough, fair enough. Um. But I'm just gonna take the more proven guy. As far as like where the fight's probably gonna go, almost definitely gonna go to the mat. And you know, Curtis Blades even on the is kind of underrated in my opinion. Does he have that insane knockout power? Not really. Um, but whenever he sits down on stuff, he can crack. Um, see, so yeah, we'll see what happens. I'm gonna take Curtis Blades so though. You're on the same page, or you're gonna take Dawkins for the upset?
1: No, no, no. I'm on the same page. <laughs> Believe no, me.
0: Just want to make sure. Just want to make sure. Uh, co made event. Interesting fight here. Women's flyweight. Both of these women looking to break into title contention. Um, obviously Joanne Wood coming off back-to-back losses, Talia Santos, Lauren Murphy, but that's not too bad, considering those are the last two title challengers, taking on the rising Alexa Grosso. Grosso moved down to flyweight, um, in 2020, rattled off two straight wins, G on Kim and Macy Barber. Um, you know, she's been out of the cage for a while, you know, February 2021 was the last fight, but she's finally back to only 28 years old. Who do you got in this one? Hey, man, I mean,
1: credit to her. She's made some improvements recently. We saw those improvements on the ground when she fought Macy Barber. Uh, it was actually her going for the takedown instead of her ending up on her back and having troubles off her back. So it was nice to see that, nice to change. I mean, she's 28 years old, man. I mean, she's in that uh, prime years for for an adult, you know, and she's trying to get in that position where she could get to a title. And obviously with the weight change, it, I don't know how much it's benefiting her. I'm sure it is in some way. But – uh I think I think she has a good matchup here. She has a pretty to move up again in the rankings and get another win here.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm on the same page. Um, I feel bad for Joanne Wood, dude. I, I actually really, I honestly feel so bad for her, honestly that decision. Whenever Shevchenko, um pulled out of their title fight back, there was a fight, obviously UFC 251 um, that got postponed, and then she stepped in on short notice to fight Jennifer Maya. Um, yeah, man, she lost that one and she's not been able to get her way back. It's honestly really depressing. Um, and I think she's not going to win this one either. I mean, I'm, I've been high on Alexa Grosso for a long time. Uh, even ever since she fought and evicted her boxing, which was so clean. But it's, I mean, I forget how young she was, dude. She's only 28 now. Man, I would love to see her work her way up and I think she's going to get the dub here. I think she's going to continue her ascent in the division. Feels like she's found her rightful division. 125 looks like the right place for her. Very happy for her. Um, think she's going to get the dub. Um, as far as the rest of the card goes, man, I don't really think we only have to move down one, you know? Um, a flyweight title eliminator. I don't know if it didn't labeled as that, but it essentially is. Uh Askar Askarov, obviously just the Russian monster. I, I picked him to end the year's champion, that's totally not going to happen because they're doing the quadrilogy. Officially? Uh, or mean, does it look like that? Uh From what I've heard, they're going to do it. I don't know if it's confirmed yet, but they're aiming for July. That's what I last heard. For those two guys to fight for the fourth time, Sam. So do with that information what you will. So probably won't end the year's champion, but regardless, uh, he is going to be fighting Kair of France. Uh, obviously, Kai Car France um, coming off two knockout wins over Julio Benteran and Cody Garbrandt, both of which have earned performance of the night uh, bonuses. And obviously, Askarov just an absolute beast of a man. 14-0 in one, unbeaten. You see, had a draw with the champ, former champion, excuse me, Brandon Moreno, uh, coming off a win over V. Uh, what do you think about this matchup, my man?
1: I love it. I mean, these are the the two guys you probably want in this division fighting at this moment in time. I mean, who else would you be wanting fighting? And for Kai Kara, man, finally, dude, uh, he he kind of had a he had a nice little streak. Had the Moreno loss, rebounds with the Tyson Om win. Nothing crazy there, right? Tyson Om kind of not. The, the best win in this division but it's a tough guy right so it's nice to see him get that get slowed down by brandon rival which really sucked for him that, that i remember seeing that fight and i was like damn that is that is fucking devastating like i it, i don't know why but in that moment it, it, everything kind of uh i don't know for something that that loss just looked really bad at the time especially because i think he was winning that right like he, he was he had had he had had hurt him during that fight like it was a it was it was looking like his fight, and then he gets submitted, and it was like, fuck, man, like, that is not what you want to happen, and look, he's been able to string them together. He has two in a row, Cody Garbrandt, Virgil Valtran, all first round. Now he's here with Askar Askarov, which is a fucking killer, man. If he can get through him, the title's right there. You know? There's only one man stopping him, and it's the bullet. But, man, Askar Askarov is one bad, man, MGM, as you would say, Josh. Uh, You know, be, beating former title challenger Tim Elliott, you know, K- uh, Casey's very own, you know, <laughs> and, uh, Pantoja, which is always like, I mean, that guy is like the one other guy in this division too who, who's right there for a title, and I mean, he honestly, he might be deserving of it now, you know, without even needing a fight. Obviously, mm-hmm. Nassar over Joseph Benavides, who you had mentioned. I mean, these guys are the top of this division. I mean, there's no one else you want right now. And to, and to me, at this moment in time, Judge, I'm going to pick Askar Askarov. It could change by the end of the week. By the way, it is going to be Kai Carlos France this weekend too. On Saturday Mm -hmm. when he's fighting, so let's see if he can give himself his own little birthday gift. But damn, he's gonna have to fight for that birthday gift.
0: Yeah, man, I am so hyped for this fight. Flyweight is a division right now, and I really am I gonna watch the fourth fight between them. Yeah, I'm a little bit frustrated, and I'll be there for it. No, I know, I know, same, but I'm saying like it's a little bit frustrating that they're gonna have to fight again, man. Like, what happens if Moreno wins? Um, He fights Pantoja. I guess so, but, like, fuck, man. Like, this division is so backed up. Um Regardless, man, this division, down the line, fucking stacked. I mean, if you just, Manal Cape is coming up the division. You got some Elliott on a nice win streak. This fight here is going to be a banger. Uh Pantoja's waiting in the wings. Like, awesome, awesome division right now, man. Awesome division. Um And this fight's going to be great. And, honestly, uh, look at the UC Columbus card. I think we really got to go on, again, one down. I love this main card, dude. I really, really do. I think it's a whole lot of bangers, and this fight's fight of the night for sure. Uh, Matt Brown, the immortal, you know, taking on Brian Barbarina. Two dudes who so game, so game, man. Um, You know, obviously Brian Barbarina coming off, you know, coming off a nice land of Durian weeks, came in a short notice. Matt Brown, earlier this week, said he's going to try and fight to his 45, which... For a guy who previously retired once and talked about how, you know, he, you know he's, he's afraid of CTE, definitely an interesting decision. Um, but how, how hyped are you for this fight? Josh, he's no longer afraid of CTE. <laughs> he is
1: CTE. <laughs> not, I mean, it's exciting, man. It's a, it's a older dogs, you know, going in there, some vets, and uh, they're going to put on a show, as they always do, man. I, th- I think it's going to be a fun bout. And, I mean, Matt, we've talked about Matt Brown for his last, like, fucking... Four fights, man. I mean, he clearly we're still entertained. Are you not entertained?
0: No, he's Matt Brown is not going to make the Hall of Fame. He's not unless it's like a fight of fight of the like a fight that gets inducted or something. Right? Just
1: you wait, Josh. Just you fucking wait when you need him on short notice <laughs> to fight Usman and he wins the title. And he wins
0: the title. I mean, that be, He's not going to be the Hall of Fame, probably not, right? But dude, always game. You know, I mean, he's in the Hall of Fame of fun fights. Like he love loves that shit. The, I'd love to see it, dude. I mean, I've never been bored of a Matt Brown fight, not a single one. He's just that guy. Um, and his last time out, he knocked the shit out of Diego Lima. Like Jesus Christ, put that man into retirement. He did it, and uh, yeah, man, I like to see him back. I love to see it. Always be entertained by him. And you know, moving. I mean, again, just one down just one down, Angel. Because t- he said he wants to fight until he's 45. You know who's actually going to fight until they're 45? Alexei Olenek is 44. He <laughs> turns 45 in June. He's still looking for the 60th win. And, and it's not on. easy. It's still it's not, not going to come easy. It's not going to come easy. He's taking on Alir Latifi, who's coming off a win over the GOAT future champion, Tanner Bowser. Uh Shout out. Um, shout out, Tanner Bozer, bro. Um... Yeah, man. I'm actually really, really hyped for this old guy fight. Latifi is 38. He's an under, like, surprisingly, you don't think of him as being, like, an old guy. He's 38, bro. He's been in the UFC for almost 10 years. Um, I'm hyped for this fight, man. I mean, I am. I'm should going to be honest. I love Olenek. He always comes to bang. His last fight with Spivak was a bloody just mess, and, uh, you know, always comes to bang. I love to see it, dude. I'm very, very hyped. Olenek, He's never been the fastest guy, but you can tell he's... He looks like a fucking zombie in there, bro. Like, he looks so old, man. You know what he's doing.
1: <laughs> you see every motion. Yeah,
0: yeah, so I'm not sure how he is still
1: competitive. I mean, he's but... gonna fight a 38-year-old Illyria Latifi, too, which kind of helps, but it's still a tough out for him, man. It is. I mean, for, Former looks... combat uh, Sambo champ, I believe. Illyria Latifi, if I'm remembering right. I believe so, yeah.
0: Um. Yeah, man, he's a... Uh... Wow, he's you know he like I said never fast, but he's been not been aging gracefully, man. It um, happens,
1: man. Especially when you're that big, it happens.
0: True, true. Um, you know, as far as the rest of the card goes, man, what are some of the other fights you're looking to talk about?
1: You know, fights that I'm interested in talking about, but it's not because I'm necessarily super interested, but because it throws me off. Neil Magny versus Max Max Griffin. I was gonna say Maxine Griffin. I don't know why, but Max Griffin. Uh, I get that Max Griffins put the wins together. But I'm surprised that Neil Magny took this fight.
0: I guess he just really wanted to get one in. I guess so. I mean, Neil Magny's a guy that's always going to be active, so I'm not really surprised. But, I mean... I mean, I guess he
1: knows none bizarre. of the guys above him are available. Like, Sean Brady just fought. Rhea He's. I mean, he's only going to fight like massive names. Wonder Boy, I mean, very selective with his fights, and it wasn't that long ago that he fought. Bo Muhammad obviously booked. Same with Incenti Luke, Leon fighting for the, for the title. Gilbert Burns booked against uh, Hosmont, and obviously Colby, you know, he just fought a day ago. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I get it, but uh, and he's, he's, I guess he's in a really shitty position, too, now that I think about it, now that I'm looking at it in hindsight. But still, though, I, I'm surprised that he decided to take this one.
0: Yeah, I mean, and that's not to be an insult to Max Griffin. Max Griffin is actually on a really nice win streak. Uh, two knockout wins and then a win over Condit. Pretty good. I mean, um. But even, I mean, he's not ranked, dude. Like, at all, he's, he's not ranked. And Neil Magny's uh, ranked like eight or nine, something like that. Yeah, so he's, he's ranked number like. nine. So bizarre. I mean, he's honestly a bizarre booking. I mean, on the also, prelims too, by the way. Yeah, I was about to say, why is this on the prelims?
1: Like, <laughs> I, I mean, granted they could move a Mark DeQuincy versus a uh, Borishev later, but uh, this is a weird one to me. The positioning, the the matchmaking, it's all very odd to me. Maybe they got some beef that we don't know about. I don't know.
0: Maybe. Maybe. I mean, who knows? Um, it is, it's, uh, I mean, it's, it's very strange. It's very strange. Um, I'll watch it though. I think it's gonna be a fun fight. You know, I'm still a big Neil Maggie guy. Still only 34 years old. You know, the Haitian sensation, been around for a minute. Um, you know, he's going on 10 years in the UFC. so shout out him. So, nice, but, still bizarre booking, you know. Um, you know, another one I want to talk about, Sam McMahon, Carol Rosa. Uh, Another fight that's kind of weird that it's so low in the card, but both of them are ranked, and McMahon just fought Juliana Penguins, beating her, who's now champion. So, um, you know, regardless, interesting fight there. Um, the fight, I'm personally, like, if I were to go to the outside of all the ones we've talked about, obviously, Manefero, she's telling you guys, keep an eye on her. She's 32, so you don't think of her, oh man, she's not a big prospect. Dude. This girl's so fucking talented, dude. Like, she's got hands. She's got hands. And she's taking on Jennifer Maya, who Jennifer Maya, you know, former title challenger, 33 years old. You don't think of her as being, like, extremely good, but dude, she she's nice wins on her belt. Obviously, everybody talks about, like, Shevchenko. Nobody's been able to challenge her. Only one person's been able to take, <laughs> uh, as champion, I guess I should say, only one person's been able to take rounds off of Valentina Shechenko. and that's Jennifer Maya. So... By the Close way, the if,
1: respect. if she wins this, she's going from 13 to 4. Jennifer is ranked 4.
0: They're trying to fast track her, and I get it, because they, they've seen what we've all seen. And she's got so much talent. Like, dude, I mean, I don't know if she'll win this, but if she does, it's off to the races. It's off to the fucking races, dude. Like, that's why they're making this fight. Because yeah. they want they want to put her in title contention as soon as they can. Well, I mean, and I guess they know single. too. After Talia Santos, they're kind of out of options. Yeah, I mean, essentially, they they really are. Um, yeah, I'm psyched for this fight, though. I'm very very excited for this one. Um, I think the only last real fight to kind of of note. Oh come without, on, no, there's,
1: there's still there's still a few more. There's all right, fine. One. You go ahead. Go ahead. I don't know which one you gonna say. I'll let you go. It might be a different one.
0: I was gonna say um, Matias Nikolaev taking on David Dobak. Yeah, no, that's a banger right there. Two range flyweights. That's, why is the
1: positioning, once again, man? I mean, this should be – this could arguably be on the main card. It should be on the main card. Especially since these guys both come out to bang. Like, these guys are – guys who are capable of finishing. They've had great performances. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, these are some other of the best prospects out of this division. Win or lose, I mean, in the future, they're still going to look good and make their way potentially to a, a, either a high-ranking or even a title position, I think. Yeah. In my humble opinion, <laughs>
0: no, 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 I agree. I mean, especially, I mean, personally, especially Nikolau, I'm very high on. Um, that's not as a that's not a shot can David Dobrik because he's actually on a very nice when he treats. I mean, so. just your weight, Josh. I mean, Greatest Devorak. nickname by the way, Undertaker. So, that's shout hard.
1: out to him. <laughs> Twenty-three. Now, yeah, now we talked about him last week, Josh. Chris Gutierrez, maybe not fighting the best of competition this week. No hate to his opponent, but I don't know him. I don't know if he's is he, new? is he new? No, no, no. He, he's been around for a little bit. Yeah, right? he's, been he's been around for a minute. He's been around for a minute, and he's I don't know, no notable mains under his belt yet. Show some respect to Brandon Davis, bro. I know, right? I'm what a cock. <laughs> but, <you>. uh, <laughs> <yeah>, but uh but <laughs> uh you know the, I mean we mentioned him, man. He's on a very subtle little win streak, and if he gets one here, another one under his hat, dude. Especially at 135. I mean, if he can get once once he gets into those rankings, man, I mean, he's gonna be able to string those wins again. Nice little record. I know he's, he's he's 30 years old. He's hitting that nice little age, you know, where you start getting into the the title position or even fighting for the title and on your title if you have it. I mean, let's see, man, if he can get it here again.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Uh, gonna be a fun fight. I know you're super high on Chris Gutierrez, El Guapo. He's on a nice winning streak, you know, uh, very, I mean, we talked about it last week, obviously, but like under the radar winning streak, too, like. I mean, you don't. You don't. Whenever you think of like long winning streaks, you don't think of Chris Gutierrez, but he's fucking there, dude. Like he's he's there as far as like an unbeaten streak. I mean, what's the number seven now? Like something insane. Is that the um, longest
1: win streak? Well, no, we have guys around. The field. No, we
0: you know We have much longer guys. But regardless, in terms of long winning streaks, or not even winning streaks, that he'd have like a draw in there, um, but like unbeaten streaks. Like he's he's doing good, bro. He's doing good. Um, I believe that's all the fights to talk about as far as uh UC this week, but, man, um, where do we begin with this? We're, we're obviously, we're going to hit a couple of current events, there's going to be some fight announcements. Actually, uh, outside of this story we're about to talk about, it's going to be all Bellsworth stuff, so if you're not a fan of Bellsworth, you might as well shut the fuck like, just stop after we talk about this part, but, um... Why don't you just delete yourself after this? Just delete yourself, bro. Actually, that sounds way too mean. Don't delete yourself. You can just, you can just stop listening after talking about this, but, uh, (laughs) you guys don't, you guys don't have to delete yourself. I'm sorry. Um, dude, so, uh, obviously, uh, Jorge Masvidal, Colby Covington fought UC 272 earlier this month. Um, I said after the fight, and actually made, I, we talked about it, and I said it's a controversial opinion. These two will fight each other down the line. I did not know the venue would be the Poppy Steak Bar in Miami, Florida, just Damn. three weeks after it fucking happened. <laughs> after the original fight, uh, Hory Maslow and Kobe Covington rematched outside the Poppy Steak Bar. <laughs> by the way, imagine being a grown man and getting arrested outside Poppy Steak. That's all I'm saying. Hey, man, um, they only have a 4.1 rating. It can't be that good. Which is bullshit, because, by the way, imagine getting food and a free UCP pay rating. Like, <laughs> 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 Um... I mean, anyway, so apparently, Colby Callington out just enjoying himself, you know, just, just big chilling with the Nelka boys. Uh, the combined IQ in that room has to be like four. Um, and they're out there, they're chilling. That's actually kind of a bit of a joke, because I actually kind of like the Nelka boys. I like the podcast, but um, they're chilling. And I guess Jorge Moswell is either getting, I don't, we still don't know the story. I don't want to speak out of turn, because obviously there is, there's the law involved, Angel. There is jail time on the line, okay? But apparently Jorge Maslow is either by the venue or he gets word of this or something, and he is there. He goes to the poppy steak bar or he arrives, and he punches Kobe Covington upwards of four times, in which case he breaks Covington's, his he breaks out a tooth or three, you know, allegedly. He damages Covington's wrist, apparently, allegedly, um and he said that he shouldn't have been talking about his kids, allegedly. Um Angel, first reaction, because 'cause we've not talked about this. I've been quite on the social media about it, you know, because there's so many jokes I want to make, but I'm holding myself back. What do you what do you think, Angel? First first, you know, evaluation of the situation. Look, I do not give a fuck, Josh. I, mean,
1: <laughs> I, I know that might offend some people. Look, is it good to cause the public disturbance No. Was I entertained hearing about it? Yes. I'm sure there were some people out there who were terrified. You know, they didn't know what the fuck was going on. They don't know who these two guys are. Uh, but hey, man, you kind of knew that with these guys, this was gonna happen. I, I even told you. Sorry, I'm like, the only way this gets finished is with someone getting actually hurt, and I'm talking in real life or in the octagon, like actually, you know, like if the fight would have ended in a finish, I think the guys would have been like, "All right, yeah, you you got your you got your bit," you know. Hmm. I doubt if the guy you know, if the guy would have gotten knocked out or submitted, either one of them, they would have kinda kept going. Like they probably would have been like, Okay, we kinda dealt with this in a way to an extent. Obviously there's still be some anger and animosity. They probably still wouldn't be able to see each other. But you know, this probably wouldn't I I, I imagine, I don't know, this wouldn't have happened if if the fight would have ended like that. Mm-hmm. And now they just made it easier to make a second fight. Yeah, I
0: mean we're 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 talking about the second fight, man. I mean have you seen like the the response online to the situation? Oh, everybody's giving everybody's giving Colby shit. <laughs> yeah, really? I've seen the opposite. I've seen everybody giving Jorge shit. I've seen that, but
1: from like people who are fighters and uh, people in the media, okay, you know, you know stuff like that. But it's like, but it's because it's uh, how do I put this, Josh, without sounding like a fucking child? It's not adult behavior. Damn.
0: It's not. It's not, and, and look, I don't want a victim blame here because Colby Covington is quite. If the story true that he got jumped, he's quite literally a victim. Quite by the by the letter of the law, he is. But at the same time, like Angel, imagine you're talking to somebody about this who they're not, they don't know the situation, and they ask you, "Why did this happen?"
1: Like, I, think if you, you, <laughs> if, uh,
0: I think if you take out the whole, if they're
1: professional fighters, and you explain this from the perspective, like I tell you, mm-hmm. I give you, I give you the whole story. These guys used to be roommates. Guy didn't pay rent, then didn't pay money to that person he owed uh and then guys talking shit to him about, his, about girl his kids and about his kids, and then other guys talking shit back, they're having a whole back and forth, and that's the end of it, right, No fight, no any of that included. they'd be like, well, yeah, you know they you you kind of put it into perspective then yeah they this is a bit out there, you know what I mean,
0: yeah I mean, look, um here's my opinion, and it's actually I'm not sure if this is controversial or not, but it's like. People ask, like, should Cole be allowed to talk about the things that he does? Like, like insulting Poirier's wife, his kids, uh, Masvidal's kids, his family, um, saying just outlandish shit, you know, all the time. It's like, I don't think it should be questioned whether I should talk. Like, he, yeah, for sure. No no point in censoring him, right? Um, But at the same time, if you're going to chat that shit, you ought to be prepared for the consequences. And <laughs> this is the consequences. Like... That may sound like a bit like victim blaming or like, Josh, this is not the street, but it's like, dude, these are grown men in the fight business, dude. Like, Jorge Maslow and Colby Covington both said it's all on sight if they see each other. And it, and it was. And it was on site. For one guy. Keep, I mean, keep that same energy, dude. Like, keep that same energy. I mean, that's just my opinion. Like, nobody should care what I think, but like. If you're going to – I mean, somebody took a quote, and I saw it. It's like, Kobe said, like, if he sees him outside, he's going to slam him on his head. I saw that clip, too. It's like, so why are you pressing charges? Like, <laughs> like if he said it's on site, then it's on site, dude. Like, somebody would be like oh, somebody's going to reply, it's like, oh, but he jumped him. It's like, do you not know what on site means? Like, <laughs> like he didn't give Kobe time to put on the gloves. Like, no, man, like, it's on site. That's what that means. Like, they both said it. Um, I mean, it is what it is, and this is the fourth time Kobe's been involved in a fight outside the cage. At some point, I'm not going to blame the other guy. Really, we're like fourth time? What were, what were the other three? That I don't he know. He fought uh, years ago. He fought our boy uh, Crazy Horse. Um, that's weird. In either a UFC event or some regional MMA event, they fought in a crowd, right?
1: Can Crazy Horse be legally allowed into a UFC event?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Probably not, actually. Um but it was some regional event, and him and Crazy Quits got into a fight um he fought uh kamaru before they before their first fight they fought like a uh like uh it might have, it might have been after the first fight In like a casino in Vegas they saw each other
1: was that a, I don't remember that Okay. yeah
0: you can look it up there's like a video of it like uh kamaru was trying to chase him down it's a whole thing that's comedy and, and, well, i mean it is i mean and I don't think Colby called the cost on that one but he called the cops and whenever Fabrizio for Doom. After he called them, by the way, let's just point out. By the way, all of this has come from shit that Colby's talking. At a certain point, I'm not like, it's not a mistake that this is happening. Like I saw somebody tweet that something like, uh, you know, fighters, you know, for in a fight business, we actually see for guys that are like literally fighting all the time. You see a surprising little amount of people fighting outside the cage, right? And Colby's which, been which, involved, is which, yeah, which is a good thing, yeah, which is a good thing. But Colby's been involved in three of them, actually four of them. And I was like, dude, why do you think that is? Like it's like it's not a mistake. He he made fun of Camaro's dead coach. He tried to find him, made fun of Jorge's kid. He tried to find him. Justin Pori said it's on site. He made fun of his kid and his wife. Like Fabrizio called his uh his nationality, he called a free like uh, what do you uh animals or something? I don't remember what the exact quote is. It's like What do you think this is happening for? Like
1: I mean, really funny that's what he said, the crazy horse.
0: <laughs> yeah, God knows. I mean I pro I mean if we're being honest here, I'll give him I'll give him a pass to that one. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's probably both ways, is not it? Yeah, I mean I love Crazy Horse, it's like a personality, but like I don't I mean He's something. Yeah. Um I mean I it's my opinion. I mean it goes both I mean it goes both ways, man. Like you can't be surprised when this shit happens. You can't. Um and I saw did you see Habib's response about this? I forgot. It was like, it was essentially that he should get blacklisted. Essentially saying, like, guys, don't take a fight against this guy. This guy is saying crazy shit about family and how are you gonna, you know, how are you gonna press charges when you're fighting a guy out on the street?
1: And he's not wrong about that. I know he's not wrong. Got, because some people,
0: got, hurt, some people got, burnt, uh, got butthurt about that. People all, dude, people are extremely butthurt about this whole situation.
1: every everybody, everybody has a perspective, everybody has an opinion, right? And like I tell you, there's a lot of a uh, it might be because of the kind of community that's in MMA. Oh, no hate. You know what I'm talking about, Josh, not to get into any other...
0: Not gonna, We're not going to get into it, but I know exactly what you mean, yeah. You
1: know exactly what I mean. I already know we're going to get into some trouble. I mean, fuck, if we were any bigger, we'd be getting in trouble for even saying that. But, you know. Yeah,
0: because you're not allowed to say the stuff. I Me, mean, like, Let's just be honest, dude. Like, A lot of people are taking the stance of, like Colby's some like insane victim. I'm like, dude, like... Is he a victim in the sense of the law? I suppose like, so. I, you like, know something,
1: uh, and it's one of those situations where I think people should should really consider, it. it's like, dude, how much verbal shit could you take from someone like, uh, fuck, it I get tired if anybody would talk about my family constantly like that? You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, if,
0: if and, I think, honestly. If I'm
1: like, wanna, I want to, look, and, and this is coming from someone who who personally doesn't take anything like that super to heart, because I'm like, they're just words. And I look for some people, words hurt a lot. For me, Josh, I'm kind of like on the sense of like, do you don't know who the fuck I am kind of deal? You know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's gotta be frustrating, dude,
0: because at the same time, it's like. And,
1: and the only he, reason I'm bringing that
0: up is because he does know who the fuck he is. You yeah, know what I mean. It's also. You gotta know, like, the audience, dude. Like, if he really didn't expect Jorge Mazzola to fight him, like, dude, like, it's just. Like, what do you mean? Like, yeah, Corey you gotta think off. about the kind of guy you're telling it to, too. That's the, If there's one
1: guy in the UFC who you would tell that to and would do something about it, it's probably that guy.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just bizarre that, like, I feel like people are getting so butthurt. It's like, dude, did we not all watch. Like, <laughs> did we not all watch Habib jump out of the cage and fight Don And Be like, holy shit, that was awesome! Like, are we really gonna, are we <laughs> really gonna get all butt hurt, dude? Like, this this stuff happens all the time, but yet for some reason, I feel like Colby's like, we're treating him like he got murdered, dude. Like, <laughs> I don't know why. I mean, are we even footage this. I would love to
1: see exactly what happened.
0: And I think that's part of it, too. I think part of it is that we don't know the story that happened, so I feel like we're probably taking, like, a different stance.
1: Like, I I don't know if he just fucking pulled up to the steakhouse and, like, didn't even say anything to even get a table. Or was he just... already there, or what's the story? Because they nope. both live in Miami. I mean... Yeah, exactly. Or if, like, I don't know, like, he just saw him and was like, oh, shit, it's time to go.
0: You know what I mean? Yeah, because they both said it's on site. Or maybe,
1: or maybe they were both there, and they were civil. Nothing went on. Then some chattering occurred. You know, there's a lot of things that I don't know what happened. So, yeah, we don't know the
0: story. Um, and maybe we should be waiting to comment on it, but it's like, if this is the fourth time that this has happened, it's like, at what point do we be like, you know, I've heard a quote, and I think I've said it on the podcast before, but it's like, you run into an asshole in the morning, that guy's an asshole. Just guy. you run into him, he's an asshole. If you run into assholes all day, maybe you're the asshole. You know what I mean? Like, if <laughs> post- it, it's just true, though. If you're finding I problems with every single person, it's like, maybe you're the problem. If Colby Covington has gotten into four fights out of the cage that we know of, only four, it's like and that's how I say Jorge's innocent. Jorge should not have done what he'd done. And Jorge's also had shit outside the cage. This is the second one. But it's like Colby's gotten into so many incidents outside the cage. At a certain point, when do you go like, oh maybe he's doing something.
1: The other one like, was <laughs> the other one was with Leon, right? Way back when? Yeah,
0: the the Leon one.
1: Okay, those guys should have Leon so. didn't press
0: charges. Got a long way since that.
1: <laughs> I know, right? He might he might reconsider now. No, it's <laughs>
0: I don't know. It's just so, I, I just, I, I, people are going to take this as me defending Jorge. I'm not. He should not have done what he, what he did. But at the same time, it's like, I'm not going to feel bad for Colby either, personally. It's just my mindset of
1: it. I feel um, bad for no one, dude.
0: Exactly. I don't feel bad for anybody. I feel bad for. These are two 30-year-old men. They know. They, they know they what they, are they do. They're two grown men in their 30s. Like. Yeah. one's almost 40. <laughs> 40. Yeah, Jorge's 37, Colby's 35. Like, God come on um
1: that's, that's what i'm telling you that's why i really don't give a fuck i was like fuck it let him fight <laughs> they should have let him fight if i were the two cops i would have been like man i would have been Oops. like yo can we enact uh you know
0: trial by combat right now according to police report jorge rolled up with his friends this is, this is obviously all a legend Jorge rolled up with his friends he guess he had like two of them with him i think yeah, and he, 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 hit, he hit colby four times and colby ran into the restaurant to call the police I guess Colby was obviously there with the Nug Boys, which imagine having that. Like, imagine it's Colby with the Nug Boy versus foray and his crew. That'd be so funny. Well, um, I
1: mean, the Nug Boys have security. I'm surprised the security didn't step in there to help him out, but I guess they're I guess not his not. security. But
0: Yeah, but I guess the story is, apparently, uh, Colby walked out, and I guess was outside, and he punched him, and, Jorge, and Colby ran inside to call the police. So,
1: I tell you, I'd love to see if there was footage of this.
0: Um, yeah, there's no footage yet, which, by the way, imagine, like, Horry Moswell, his crew's there. Colby Thompson, he's there. The Nub boys are there. A whole restaurant full of people on, like, a Sunday night. And it's packed because it's, it's a Sunday night. And there's no footage. None. No one had their phones out. What the fuck? I mean, I get what Moswell and his team wouldn't if they're truly going there to jump Colby. Shit, left. people are quick to pull out their phone during a school shooting, but not during a fight at a steakhouse. That's, that's a good point. It's, uh... Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I guess we'll see the update of the situation. I guess Colby is going to press charges, so. Officially. Um, we'll see what happens there, I guess. Probably not. Uh, yeah, I don't, I, don't even, I don't even know what to say. Um, I guess we should go ahead and get back to f- actual fight-related stuff. Hey, they did uh, fight. Not very long. Yeah, not very long, but they did fight. Um, we have some updates to the Bellator Bantamweight Grand Prix. Obviously, officially, the first round is set to go down next month. But we've had some stuff. Sergio Pettis, the champion, is out. Um, he's supposed to fight Rufon Stotts. Um, and I believe those guys are two te- are actually teammates. But he's out, man. He had to pull out. He's going to be out for the entire tournament. James Gallagher, also out. And, uh, the new bracket, Juan Archuleta, is now in. He will fight, Huf- uh, Rufon Stats. But also, to go ahead and replace, uh, you know, to go and replace them, they're going to have Leandro Higo fight the winner of a, um, oh my God, I don't remember these guys' names. I'm going to send you the bracket real quick. Um, mm-hmm. I should have done this beforehand, but he's going to be stepping in. They're going to have two guys fight to replace him and the winner will fight Leandro Higo. They're have like uh, a title,
1: like not a title in there, but essentially a, a Oh, fight Oh, eliminated. by the way,
0: the winner of the Archuleta-Stotts fight is going to be interim champion.
1: Oh, shit. So that person will officially be carrying the title. Correct.
0: Uh, and also, Ed, um, Enrique Barzola, Josh Hill, winner fights, Magomedov. So I just hit you the bracket right now. Um, so that's just a, a quick little update as far as that goes. That's officially going to start next month. So
1: I mean, that's kind of cool with the wild card. Obviously, it sucks because the champ's out and then we lost another guy. But at least it was on both ends of the bracket, so it kind of makes it fun, I guess.
0: It makes it, it works out all right. It does suck, though. I was psyched to see Sergio Pettis versus uh, Lufthansa. That'd be an excellent fight. I mean, Warren Gillette is still fun. That Shit, still you could
1: a- see the child change three times during this, Josh.
0: <laughs> it's possible. It's possible. It's, it's going to be fun, though. It's going to be fun. Um, sadly, James Gallagher, I feel like this is going to be his time, man, because I feel like we haven't seen him against much high-level competition. Um, outside of his last fight, obviously. And that was a good fight. So it's a damn shame, but it happens, man. It happens. It um, happens. Yeah. Still sucks, though. Still sucks. Um, but that's not the only Bellator-related news. Uh, Bellator 281, which I believe is set for the UK, is supposed to be Michael Venom-Page taking on the champion, Jaroslav Amasov. MVP finally getting his shot at gold. Amasov making his second title defense, I believe. Um, but, obviously, Amasov had to pull out due to the ongoing war in Ukraine. He's actually in the military. He enlisted. As a result, Logan Storley's in. Interim title fight. Angel, what do you think about this matchup,
1: my man? I mean, still a banger. Obviously, for Logan, great case. Obviously, he doesn't have to get one more to fight the, the champ if it would have stayed as uh, Asimov. Yeah. And, uh, obviously, honorable choice by him to do that. And, uh, obviously, I'm sure a lot of people have a lot of respect him. I saw a lot of people on Twitter. A lot of people on Instagram liked that post, actually, when uh, uh, ESPN's uh, MMA division posted that. I think it was them. And... Uh, yeah, a lot of love on that post, obviously, and a lot of respect for him for deciding to, to stay home. And uh, I, as recently, a lot of athletes that did go and, and part, go to participate to help are actually not staying there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, as far as the fight goes, I enjoy the fight. Um, but, man, it's, gotta, it's, far, it's hard to really, I don't want to say care, but it's hard to think about this like, fight even go down. I just, props to Yaroslav Amaslav. Props to the Klitschko's. Props to, every. I mean, who, who am I forgetting? Usyk. Apparently, Usyk might leave. I've heard that he got I, clearance. Yeah, he me. he officially crossed the border into Poland. Well, that's that's for my coverage. We gotta wait.
1: <laughs> that's what. Yeah, that's what. I that's.
0: Thought. I mean, hey, uh, not to show, I hate you know being that guy that talks down to other reporters. I saw that he's the one who announced that Yusek was going to be leaving, and uh Yusek's manager said for him to shut the fuck up because he doesn't know anything that's going on with his fighters. Literally added him on Twitter. So I don't know if it's officially added. He's the only one I've seen report that he's left, and that well, he's going to
1: leave. That changed. <laughs> so.
0: Okay, fair enough. So, we'll I don't know. Ahead. I'm not saying that it changed. I'm just saying what I heard changed after him. Oh, okay. That. So fair enough. Um, yeah, I know Loma, Loma Chica is also staying, so I'm surprised I wouldn't one when he's leaving. But regardless, um yeah, props to everybody in that situation. I'm psyched for this fight. I mean, I think it's going to be a good fight. Venipede and Page a Banger. A bunch... It's
1: still kind of the same matchup for Page. Similar matchup, very. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So it's not like it changed a lot for him. Yeah, and if I mean if MVP wins, we hopefully we get that Amasov fight down the line. Incredible matchups. Um, and if Storley wins, you get Storley versus Amasov. Storley's still the closest one to ever give him ch- uh give him problems. So yep, his only
1: loss. So did he get his rematch, and yeah, we get to the to get the title against him. Like, what other way would you want that to go
0: down, right? Yeah, that'd be awesome. Uh, last bit of news, Bellator-wise, last bit of news from MMA in general, Benson Henderson has re-signed with Bellator. He said he's thinking about retirement, Eagle FC, and Bellator. He decided to make the move. He's going to re-sign with Bellator. His first fight, Peter Quigley in Bellator Dublin, I believe, in May. What do you think about Banger. that? What do you think about him re-signing as well?
1: Uh, fun matchup, obviously, in Dublin, which is fun. They've given Peter queeley a lot of Dublin... Filling opportunities, so good for him too, and getting another big fight, so good for him as well. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, man, uh, it is. Uh, I like the matchup a lot, also, dude. I'm so I'm hyped that Benson resigned, simply because, like, at a certain point, I was like, "Man, Benson, Benson you didn't want him in, retired. you didn't want him in PFO, you didn't want him in Eagle FC." No, I think you know if he was going to stay anywhere, I thought if he was going to be anywhere. It should be in Bellator. I think you know he's made his name there. Not really made his name, but like. He's obviously done a lot for that company. He's, when he came over, he's one of the first ones to come over when Bellator first started gaining traction around, like, 2015, 2016. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, he's had a couple of bangers there. I mean, he's been in Bellator longer than he's been in the UFC, I believe. Like, he's been there for a long time. And obviously, his last fight, dude, Islam Mamedov, he gave him, like, a huge upset loss. Uh, and even though he lost, like, Brent Primus I was a banger... And uh, I'm happy to see him back. And Peter Quillie, probably that fights set for September. I thought it was May. Jesus was Christ, September. Yeah. Yeah. So they booked that one way out in advance. Um. Yeah, Bellator Dublin though. And the winner of that, you gotta expect he will be near the type near the top of the title conversation. Benson wins. I mean, I would just see him get a title shot personally. I mean, I think he deserved it. I'm surprised he didn't get one after he beat Mamadou because I remember he talked with uh, Scott Coker. He's like, so hypothetically, what, what do I have to do to get a title shot? Scott, Scott was like, beat Mamadov, who was like this unbeaten, I, I think Mamadov had one loss, or he was unbeaten, I don't remember, and he did. So, uh, regardless, he's fighting the guy who fought for the title last, but not getting the title shot. Yeah, man, super hyped for it. Uh, as far as MMA boxing, anything goes, anything else you want to talk about before we close out?
1: Uh, nothing in particular. I think we covered everything pretty well. I mean, uh, next week we have no MMA, Josh, which is kind of devastating, but then we come back with a pay-per-view, and hopefully I'll get to see you for that.
0: Yeah, for sure. Oh, no, I'll be there. I'll be there. Don't worry about okay, that. Okay, okay, okay. I'll be there. I, I have no plans. But, yeah, that'll be fun, man. Um, Sadly, no MMA next week. Obviously, this is an MMA-packed week, um, so I'm not really worried about stuff to talk about. We'll, we'll fill it up. We might take some fan questions. It's been, like, a solid – it's been a long time since we've done that, actually. So, is, we'll which see. Is a,
1: which is a good thing, too.
0: Yeah. I don't like doing it too often, but every once in a while, it's always nice. It's always nice. Um. Yeah, man, hope you guys enjoyed the show. I'm at Josh7 on Twitter, as always, at Take underscore L1. at go sound for all things relating to the show. Hope you guys enjoyed. Peace and butt grease. Mouse click.